Brian is back. The Brian Mudd Show. Throw in your two cents. Call 1-866-610-6397. That's 1-866-610-6397. For a second straight week, jobless claims rose slightly, a sign the virus may be blocking the job market's rebound. 351,000 Americans filed first-time claims for unemployment benefits. That is still way below the pandemic high, but it's elevated compared to before the pandemic. Hiring was slower last month, and nearly 3 million Americans are still receiving unemployment aid. Uh, the better news here on home is that our state has consistently had lower unemployment than the country as a whole. Of course, we've navigated through the pandemic a whole lot better than a lot of the economists thought we would on the front end. When you know, we were hearing these horror stories, 30% plus unemployment, and you know because of... Obviously, hospitality service sector getting crushed with uh, you know the the end to, to a lot of the travel most of last year, and and still industries that are are really hampered like the cruise industry. We have have managed to get through this thing pretty darn well. That being said, you take a look at Miami Dade in particular. The unemployment rate is remaining somewhat stubbornly high compared to the state. State just a shade over five percent. Dade's at about six and a half. Joining us to talk about this, maybe some of the opportunities as well. Jack Donnett, the Senior Vice President, Research and Strategic Planning at the Miami-Dade Beacon Council. Jack, thank you for taking the time with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Morning. So let's take a look at some of what's going on. I mean, first, just kind of globally, why is it, do you think, that uh, Dade in particular has a unemployment rate that is, you know, significantly higher than not just the state, but even neighboring counties like Broward and Palm Beach? I think if we look at the longer trend of Miami-Dade County's unemployment rate, We've always been historically higher than either state or national average. And so this is not uncommon, especially coming out of a downturn, recession downturn. Um, and only right before the 2008 uh, downturn, Great Recession, and now with the COVID crisis, had we really low unemployment rates. But traditionally, we have been hovering around 4, 5, 5.5%, depending on time of year and where in a particular uh, upswing uh, growth we were in. So it's not uncommon to have seen higher unemployment rates compared to other places. Okay, well, that's a good explanation. So in other words, it's kind of all relative, and what we're seeing is not unusual, just, uh, you know, in in, pretty much in in trend with with what's always been. All right, so you start taking a look around. Yeah, please, go ahead. And I think the other part is that, well, you often see during downturns, people are dropping out of the labor force. And then when we see an improvement, people feel more comfortable, more confident to enter the labor force, even though the jobs might not necessarily be there, but they enter the labor force. And that's where you see then an increase in a unemployment rate uh, because people are entering the labor force. So I think the variety of factors here, and again, we are very optimistic that this will continue to be a downward trend as we uh, navigate this COVID crisis. And yep, you're making a real good point there because you know we one of the things about the unemployment rate that can be a little bit deceiving. You have the the base rate, and then you have what's called the real unemployment rate or the U6 that factors in long term unemployed, underemployed, marginally attached people in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what Yap is is talking about here is you get a lot of folks, and especially true last year during the pandemic, that are long term unemployed, and once they get past the point of you know that that 26 weeks, often fall off of the 
base reported unemployment rates. And then when folks are coming back into the labor market because they see their jobs and they're just starting their search, that contributes once again to the unemployment rate and uh, can make it higher for a short time. So that was a, a really great explanation. I appreciate it. We take a look around um, Dade right now. What are some of the best opportunities that you see for people who are looking for work? So we see growth, and, and there's another good data set that is payroll jobs that we track, or that the state tracks. We just watch it, monitor it. Those are companies that pay unemployment uh, taxes to the state. So those are folks who are uh, permanently employed or full-time employed by companies. And we see in the different sectors growth. Almost all the sectors over the last couple of months have seen increases. Now, what we have seen at the Beacon Council, and, and as your official economic development organization for Miami-Dade County, we work with a lot of companies in a variety of fields, but I've seen a lot of uh, opportunities and interest and companies either growing here or coming here from other places in tech, tech finance, life sciences, trade logistics. And so we see this particular interest in technology jobs at all levels. And so that is something that we uh, see as a positive. This past several months this year, we assisted companies like Microsoft that's opened up in the coming years a 50,000 square foot uh, facility uh, in Brickell. Uh, Schoenfeld coming out of New York, opening up their second U.S. headquarters, uh, going to Brickell. TF Financial is a Canadian large, one of the large Canadian financial service companies that's coming to Miami. So all these are indications that we're seeing growth in tech, tech-related finance comp- uh, um, fields. And then, yeah, so one of the things we've it's an exciting story for sure and you know it's it, we, we've been called everything from wall street south on the financial side mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. And i think you take a look at the the tech side of things and of course miami mayor francis Suarez is called miami the the crypto c- capital of the world and uh with the adaptation of the miami coin as well yeah it, it seems like you know the the future is exceedingly bright on the technology path i think and that's what we see then the opportunities for upskilling, reskilling. And so we have worked as well as others with our education institutions to make sure that programs are in place, credential, uh, credentialing of, of programs, et cetera, for folks to learn those skills if they come out of other industries that they might have a set of skills that is applicable, but maybe not the skill sets. And that's working with the K through 12, our universities, but also coding schools. We have a whole host of coding schools that get folks ready for those tech jobs. And, and the other thing we have seen is hospitality slowly backfilling some of those jobs as is retail. I think that's really important what you're talking about there because I know, I mean, the one of the real exciting things about what you said is those are a lot of good-paying jobs that are available, and there's a lot of growth that's only going to continue to happen within them. Obviously, you do have to have a, a specific skill set to be able to have you know an opportunity in those fields. For, for parents that might want to get their kids more engaged or maybe for people who are looking to reinvent themselves, where's a good place for them to go to figure out about that kind of education, that kind of training? I think a lot of our universities, I know Miami Day College has a whole host of programs as an FIU at different levels from a full two-year, four-year, but in particularly getting certifications, even the school system. I think Miami Day County school system is probably one of the largest certification programs in all kinds of fields, including tech. So I think those are the places to start looking uh, for assistance. Uh, Career Source of Florida is another good source uh, for information, so a variety of information. Uh, and again, it doesn't always have to be in a 
in a progress two year or four year, a lot of companies are looking now for folks with some experience, but then some technical skills that were gained through certifications. Yep. Are you still seeing employers have a hard time finding employees? We're talking a little bit earlier about, you know, the kind of this disconnect where we hear frequently from employers are saying, can't find people. And then we still have people that are saying, I can't seem to get anybody to even interview me. Is that still the case in in Miami-Dade? I think it's something we see nationwide, even internationally. If I read Dutch newspapers, for example, I see some of the same stories that we see here locally. So I think it's a nationwide international phenomenon that we're working through. Um, And I think that's how employers are trying to figure out from a pay level to how do we make sure folks are safe, how we make sure that we get folks to uh, be at skill levels that we need. I think it's a two-way street of employers looking to figure out a way how to assist existing employees with their skill sets and how to bring in new folks uh, with those skill sets. And that's, again, it's a collective effort from a community right to make sure that we upskill, reskill those folks uh, that are going into those new jobs with new needs because of the change that we saw through COVID. And we're still seeing because uh, we're not done with COVID yet. Yeah, Donna, Senior Vice President, Research and Strategic Planning at the Miami-Dade Beacon Council. Thank you so much. And I uh, hope you guys just continue to keep on keeping on. You do great work. Absolutely. Thank you. And you will see announcements coming along over the next couple of months of things that we worked on at the Beacon Council. Sounds good. Excited about it. Today's Q&A of the day, how Florida reconciles voter rolls to determine who's eligible to vote. We'll get into that coming up next here on the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WYOD.